the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And uh, have your puke buckets ready because this game is going to be disgusting. You're going to want to purge afterwards. It is going to require, Lundy, I believe, uh, not a two-finger, not a three-finger, maybe a four-finger pour to get me through this, and uh, maybe that is a, a reason why I would have that purge bucket handy, because <laughs> I might drink too much tequila tonight. But we got Carolina, we got the Houston Texans, uh, Carolina laying eight in this game, the total at 43. Give me a pick on the side, and give me a game score prediction, my friend. Uh, I'm going to go with 31 to 10. Uh, for <laughs> some reason, I think Houston might actually be able to find the end zone. Uh, truth be told, if you were looking at my notes in front of me right now, you would see that at first I wrote down 31 to 6. And I decided that I would go ahead and give the Texans the opportunity to have a single touchdown in this game. Uh, but really, Brad, I, if you had uh, if you had called me last night and said, uh, hey, dude, for tomorrow's podcast, let's just talk about Sunday's games. I would have been OK with that. And we could have yep. just skipped right over tonight. But no, we had to talk about the Thursday nighter. So fine. I say 31 to 10 as Carolina handles it with ease. Yeah, I'm with you there. I got it at 30 to 13. So the total is a push. I'm right at 43. <laughs> I, that's exactly how I see it right now. I don't feel really strong about that, but I do feel good about the Carolina Panthers and of course I will probably have some alternative spreads in the old same game parlay tonight which uh, I am addicted to and I do way too many of those and lose too much of my bankroll in the process but we're gonna try to boost your bankroll right now bartender bartender on this hashtag tequila Thursday let's get after it with another edition of the fade five Number five. All right, props, props, and more player props. We love them here on the program, and I've been riding a little bit of a heater, uh, usually on the Sunday money slates and not so much on Thursday because last Thursday was an absolute catastrophe. So I'm going to try to dodge the cataclysm this time around, Lundy, and hopefully score some cold, hard cash. Let's start off with, hey, Mr. DJ, DJ Moore. Of the Carolina Panthers, over five and a half catches at plus 115. Pull this one from Caesars Sportsbook. Look what DJ Moore has done the first couple of weeks. Uh, six catches against the Jets on eight targets. Eight catches last week against the Saints on 11 targets. Wide receiver 40 and catchable target percentage. So, you know, he has really been a favorite of Sam Darnold more so than Robbie Anderson, which we all assumed entering the regular season. He's pristine in his routes. And you look at the matchup. Now, whether he gets uh, Terrence Mitchell or Vernon Hargreaves, now Vernon Hargreaves has actually been pretty damn good so far in the early year. He's been targeted seven times, only giving up three receptions. Mitchell, though, has been targeted 11 times, giving up six. Uh, very respectable, though, 54.5 catch rate allowed. Still, uh, you know the aggressiveness of this Brady scheme. It is to attack vertically early and often in D.J. Moore right now. Uh, he's got some of the softest hands in the league. So give me the over at plus odds. I think he gets a half dozen catches in this one, fade or follow. I will go with you on this one because I think, again, uh, as Carolina rolls through this game, give me the opportunity for them to get a lot of these numbers by the time we get midway through the third quarter and then just put it on cruise control from there. And I think DJ can definitely do that. Soft hands, Brad. Something they've never described you and I as having. <laughs> no, uh, no well calloused like and rough. Yes, yeah, that's exactly, exactly right. Uh, much more like that. But, yeah, uh, I, I, like DJ with, uh, I like DJ with this one. Again, it, it, folks, you're going to have to dig to find 
find something to make tonight exciting. Yes. Like for me, honestly, I may be going back and forth over to the college game uh, as we're going through tonight, but more on that in bonus time. Oh, bring on Marshall and a whole bunch of more catches. Number four. All right, let's go to a rush attempts prop, and this one made my eyes pop out of the sockets, Lonnie, when I saw it populate uh, immediately earlier this week. Uh, the line originally opened at eight and a half. Mark Ingram rush attempts. Uh, it's now up to nine and a half, and it's still a suppressed number. I'm taking the over here, minus one twenty. So a little bit higher juice. You can get that one also at Caesar's Sportsbook. Uh, now Ingram in a positive game script against Jacksonville in Week One had 26 rush attempts last week. Uh, neck and neck with the Cleveland Browns the first half, and the Browns really opened things up in the second half. Still finished with 14 rush attempts. Uh, Cully and company have called run 44.8% of the time. They just need to be somewhat competitive over about a quarter and a half in this game, Lundy. I think Ingram will wind up in that 11 to 13 rush attempts range. It's really him and him alone. Though Philip Lindsay will get a couple of here, maybe David Johnson, one carry there. But Mark Ingram, uh, the veteran in his 30s, uh, is carrying the mail for this team. So uh, give me the over. Nine and a half rush attempts tonight against that stout front of Carolina minus 120 at Caesars Sportsbook. Fade or follow. Yeah, this isn't about yards, folks. All he's got to do is have an attempt. He could run yeah. into a brick wall and fall <laughs> on his ass, and that right. still counts as a rush attempt. So, yeah, I'm looking for double digits. Question for you, Brad. Has Mark Ingram become the new Frank Gore? Why is yeah. this guy still in the league, for crying out loud? But, hey, Houston needed some help. Uh, they've got a – I don't even want to call it a three-headed monster. It's sort of like it's a, a three-headed – yeah, it's, it's kind of like a three-headed stuffed animal. Uh, it's not really very threatening uh, when it comes to the run game, but there's not a lot that's threatening about Houston uh, at this point. But this rush attempt number, I think Ingram gets to doubles. Uh, and so, yeah, give me the over on the nine and a half for old man Ingram. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, old man River, carve us a course to 10 rush attempts. Number three. All right, certainly somebody that is uh, considerably younger than Mark Ingram and far more spectacular in terms of overall skill set. How about the CMC Football Factory? Gonna make you sweat? Nah, he won't. Baby, uh, I'm taking the over comfortably on 47 and a half receiving yards, minus 115 at points bet. Now, I grabbed this earlier in the week. Again, this is what we constantly slam over and over again the table for and, and really pound it hard. You got to get in early on some of these player props before the line shift. Uh, you know, it opened at 45 and a half. 47 and a half is still a good value. Uh, some books have it as high as 49 and a half. I would still just creep over that 49 and a half line if that is the only book available to you. Uh, but you look at McCaffrey, he's done in the first couple of weeks. Nine targets, nine catches, 89 yards against the Jets. Six targets, five catches, 65 yards against New Orleans. Uh, and you also look at, you know, what this Texans team has done. Uh, they are largely disappointing defensively. Uh, so far in the young year, they've given up nine catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown to backs out of the backfield. Uh, McCaffrey, a true blue workhorse, 85.7% of the opportunity share. And what I love about this bet, he is number one in yards per route run at the position, 5.50, and number two in total team target share among rushers currently in the NFL at 22.1%. So pool all the evidence together. I think McCaffrey crosses that 50-yard threshold and gets us some cash in the pocket. Fader follow CMC over 47.5 receiving yards, minus 115 at points bet. 
Well, I like the fact you captured it early. As you said, it's crept up to 49 and a half. And I know people are like, oh, it's only a difference of two yards. Yeah, well, these guys that make the lines kind of know what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this one, uh, 50 feels doable for me. My biggest concern is what you and I just talked about. You said you think it's going to be 30 to 13. I said 31 to 10 when I had originally said 31 to 6, for crying out loud. At some <laughs> point, uh, at some point, Carolina is going to put their $50 million man on the sideline uh, and not play him because there's no reason for him to be out there on the field and get hurt. So I'm going to follow you on this one, Brad, but I'm going to cross my fingers that he is at uh, or maybe even above this number by really early in the third quarter because after that, I think Carolina is going to set him on the sideline, yep. let him just smile uh, you know, put the put the baseball cap on, you know, maybe what's that bear doing, bro? Uh, just, you know, maybe some kind of conversation on the sideline taking place uh, because there will be no reason for him to be out there late. I don't think. And if that's the case, you better hope he's got this number early. Oh, so maybe some Chuba Hubbard action. Uh, that might be interessante if we get some uh, last minute props on him. Stick around for our top plays on Thursday night football plus bonus time. Number two. All right, Lenny, let's go ahead and march on, and let's talk about uh, the team that is likely going to have the negative game script here in Houston and talk about a guy that still has a depth, and we talked about it before, soft hands. It's David Johnson, and I'm going to take the over on 16.5 receiving yards, minus 113 at FanDuel. Uh, now, you look at uh, what Alvin Kamara did against this defense, Carolina, last week. He only had four catches for 25 yards, and that's freaking Alvin Kamara. But uh, David Johnson, a guy who's running seven routes per game, uh, he's number seven yards per route run. He has been over this number in his first two contests this year. Three for 18 in a touchdown week one, two for 22, no score last week. Again, playing from behind, uh, all he needs is a couple of catches, and I think he's going to hit the 20-yard mark. So give me the over again. David Johnson, 16 and a half receiving yards, minus 113 at FanDuel. Fader, follow. Find a reason to make it fun. I'll roll with the other DJ, uh, with David Johnson. I'm serious, man. I I am happy to talk about just about anything but this damn football game tonight. Right. Um, uh, no, take the over with this one. Uh, it's another one that uh, I, I think you can find good value with, only at 16 and a half. Surprised that it hasn't uh, you know moved around a little bit since then, uh, since it came out. But this one's sitting solid. I think this is one you can get. And what would you say, minus 113? Not too bad on yep. the juice. Uh, jump on this one and again find yourself some fun in the midst of this world of suck tonight yes absolutely uh, are you not detained well i wouldn't be unless i had a bet on freaking david johnson number one all right last and certainly not least my top wager on the board uh there is a fascination a curiosity in this contest because we have a rookie quarterback at his first start as davis mills a round three pick, and I still cannot believe he went that high in the NFL draft. Uh, some people really liked him. There were some scouts out there that said at one point, like a year or two ago, this guy was going to be better than Tua. Uh, didn't quite work out that way. But uh, I am going to take the under on Davis Mills, 34 and a half, longest completion. So 34 and a half yards, minus 115 at DraftKings. Yeah, we're going to go deep on this one, which Mills uh, rarely does, Lundy. 7.8 air yards per attempt. That's what he averaged at Stanford. That's a very mediocre number overall. Last week in relief of the injured Terod Taylor, he only had one pass out of 18 that went beyond 20 yards. 5.9 air yards per attempt a week ago. He got no Nico Collins as dynamite and as electric as Brandon Cooks is. Likely going to see a lot of double coverage. 
I don't see how on earth he gets there. He, I mean, you look at all the scouting reports. I, I did some film work on him. This is a guy that I describe as noodly armed. He prefers to live in the short to intermediate field. So in order for him to you know, you know cash the over on this ticket, it's going to have to be like a quick slant to Brandon Cooks uh, that he then scoots up the field and gets 35 yards on. So I'm going to take my chances here and say that Mills tucks under 34 and a half yards on his longest completion. Keep in mind, too, Carolina has given up just 6.25 pass yards per attempt. This one minus 115 a DraftKings fade or follow. Oh, take it. This one's my favorite of the five for uh, today. I think he stays underneath because you said it. The only way it's going to happen is if his receiver bails him out. It's not going to be air yards uh, that makes this happen. It's going to be because Brandon Cooks takes one and runs. And I just don't think this is going to be that kind of game with Brandon Cooks, especially with the kind of pressure that you know Carolina is going to bring. I think I saw the number, Brad, that Carolina going up against uh, Jameis Winston had him pressured on 64% of his dropbacks. Uh, And that was Jameis. Okay, and we know that Jameis can be baited into making mistakes. We've seen that historically at his time in Tampa. Uh, I'm real worried about Davis Mills being baited into doing just about anything uh, that the defense wants him to do, because I think he's going to be hearing footsteps uh, the entire time during this game. I think Carolina is going to try to rattle him early and often uh, and force him into those mistakes. It's why uh, for him to throw an interception, Brad, I saw it this morning. The juice is minus 205. They're so they're so convinced that I'm Mills. They're fully expecting Mills to make a mistake, maybe multiple in this game. And so because of that, I don't think he's going to have time to be able to do a long completion like this. So, yeah, take the under on the 34 and a half. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers, I think, are for real defensively. I did not expect to say that. They held New Orleans to 128 total I yards. I, well, there are some issues, underlying issues here for the New Orleans Saints. They're a bit discombobulated, though. You wouldn't uh, you know, believe that after week one and dismantling of uh, Green Bay. But remember, Green Bay went for it on fourth down on their own side of the field multiple times and failed. So they get continuously gave New Orleans short fields. But regardless, just fade Mills. That's all you got to do here. <laughs> With that, Lundy, uh, yeah, we need a little extra tequila in the glass, some more bets on the books as well. Bird is time. What else you got on your card? Well, I want to remind everybody that you and I are on opposite sides of the Thursday night college game tonight. You are. are taking Marshall. Uh, after watching Marshall blow a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter last week, I'm actually going to take App State in this one. I think they're going to run it down Marshall's throat. Uh, so give me, I, I'm, you and I are on opposite sides of the college game. But again, that one may wind up being more entertaining than what the NFL is going to try to give us tonight. Uh, two-leg baseball. Uh, here's the problem with all my two-leg baseballs lately, folks, if you've been keeping track. Uh, I keep getting one leg right and one leg wrong. Uh, so you really kind of <laughs> have to take your pick as to what you want to fade or what you want to follow with me. Uh, but let's do uh, Houston and Philly on the money line tonight put them both together it's only a plus 115 in part because Philly uh, really heavy favorites uh, at home against the Pirates but I'll put those two together and get myself some plus odds Houston's got Lance McCullers on the bump so uh, he is going to look very solid hopefully you were listening yesterday this number's actually gone up a little bit and I still like it Dan Arnold total receiving yards Uh, yesterday on the pod it was at 21 it's actually gone up to 23 I still like it I think he gets right around 30 32 yards uh, in the game tonight so I do like that prop. And Brad, let's go crazy. Let me throw out a Ryder Cup choice oh my God. for you. Okay. How about that? Uh, this guy's been on fire. And at plus 800, I'll take it. Top U.S. player 
in the Ryder Cup this weekend, which gets underway tomorrow. Patrick Cantlay is plus 800 to be the top U.S. guy, and I just think he has been cruising lately out on the golf course. So I'm going to see if that heater for him can stay alive and have him be the top American at plus 800 odds. All right, work it in. Uh, a little four. A little golf. I like it. Uh, yeah, and I may have taken a, you know, maybe have taken a sand wedge to the head. So <laughs> you, may want to, you may want to avoid that pick altogether. Well, I've taken multiple sand wedges to the head. Uh, that's why I fail miserably normally at my picks. Hashtag fade the noise. Uh, hopefully this would have worked out for me. You know, I like to correlate, synergize, bring it all together here, Lundy. Uh, I was under on Davis Mills, right? 34 and a half uh, for longest completion. Uh, well, Brandon Cook's his best weapon. So give me the under on longest catch, 25 and a half yards for your former Oregon State Beaver. Now, Cook's been magnificent this season. He's number one in total air yards at 303, a 14.4 average depth of target, uh, 56% of the team's air yard share. Again, those are outstanding numbers, but this is a function of the quarterback and double teams galore and the fact that Carolina secondary it's just been so unyielding. So, again, give me the under on that one. Uh, give me the under as well on Robbie Anderson catches, three and a half. I think he gets uno, dos, tres, right on that number, plus 125 at DraftKings. Uh, Robbie Anderson, first couple of games this season, he only had three targets and the one catch against his former employer. Now, that went for a long touchdown, 57-yarder against the Jets in week one. Uh, last week, six targets, three catches, 38 yards against the Saints. So, you know, I think he could you know, obviously get to like 60, 65 yards, given his big playability. But, you know, for the sake of this wager, I don't think it's four catches. And, again, I'm going to get seduced by the juice at plus 125 at DraftKings. And last but certainly not least, one more Carolina wide receiver. Give me the over. On Terrace Marshall catches two and a half, minus 135 at DraftKings. Marshall's uh, worked out of the slot 63.6% of the time so far in the young year. And he's gone three catches against the Jets, three catches against the Saints. I bet it's three catches again tonight. Why? His primary assignment in the slot, Desmond King, has been targeted nine times and has given up eight receptions, Lundy, and a 137.5 passer rating. Uh, could be the apple of Sam Darnold's eye along with DJ Moore tonight. And maybe your boy uh, Dan Arnold as well, who is still plus 450 at BetMGM to score an anytime touchdown, which we talked about yesterday. Ooh, so let's get crazy kind of with fun. It. Let's have a lot of fun with that one. I'll take Dan Arnold for a touchdown tonight. Amen, my man. And with that... That is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevas. If you enjoy this broadcast, by all means, do us a favor. Drop us a rating and or review, por favor. And as always, until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.